0: Welcome to the pod ye, in the library, a podcast about me and the library, what I'm getting up to with the books and the shelves, and anything else library-related that crosses my mind. This is the first podcast, so I do apologize for it being rough and off the cuff, and yes, I'm standing in my library, alone. I am currently a school librarian, but today's prize-giving also the England versus Belgian match this evening so prize giving is taking place during the day so here I am alone at a time when I would normally be surrounded by 40 odd year seven students all excited about reading but not today so I'm coming to the end of my stint as a school librarian in my current post as I am moving to America which I'm looking forward to, as I will hopefully be taking up a post as a librarian, probably in public libraries, but that remains to be seen as the latest post I have applied for though well, the job applications closed today and I'm hoping to find out if I get an interview next week. So, I might have an interview by the time I get to America, or I might have a job. But that is neither here nor there. Currently I'm trying to tidy up the library for whomever will be taking over from me. It is amazing how quickly a library can get untidy. Well a well used library, and my library is incredibly well used. I have the most amazing fiction collection, I've been building it up over the last 7 years and I can honestly say it is one of the best I have seen but that is incredibly vulgar and I do apologise as I'm sure I have many colleagues who think their libraries are the best they have ever seen and they might also be right but for the students I work with the Fiction Collection covers books that they want to read and boy do they read them and unfortunately, they're not very good at putting things away. So this afternoon, I'll be realphabetizing my fiction collection from Abnet comma Dan to Zusak comma Marcus, and just about every book in between. That should take me until end of the day, really. It's good to actually look at the books, so I can refresh my memory as to what I have and what I can suggest to my students. Ah, look at this, Forever by Judy Blume. This book is 43 years old this year. I can still remember in late primary school and early high school, well, it was the girls that had this book. It was one of the first times I've seen natural book clubs form around it. The girls would gather together, they'd be talking about the book. They'd whisper about it and say, oh my god, did you read forever? Have you read the... And whenever somebody walked past, they'd stop talking and glare at people suspiciously and wait until they were gone. It was only ever the girls that spoke about this. They would never talk about it to boys. Don't blame them, really. But yeah, I remember when I first read this. It was quite an eye-opener was the first YA book I'd ever read. And it is still fantastic. It is a true classic. That's why I have it in my school library. It's a stunning copy. I don't think it's read much. Because every copy of Judy Bloom's Forever that I've seen that's been read frequently usually falls over to a certain number of pages. And I'm not going to say which pages they are, because you have to read it yourself to find out if you haven't already. Anyway, this book is in its right place. And so are some of the others around it, so we'll move on. Ah. ah, these are beautiful shelves. They date back to 1925. They're oak and they're lovely. Everyone that's visited my library takes. <gasps> oh, wow! When they see the shelves. It's one of the things I miss the most. All that and the books and some of the staff that I work with. But the shelves are truly amazing. The whole library is. But then I'm biased. I've also found a copy of The Way of the Weird by Brian Bates. It's tale of an Anglo-Saxon sorcerer. I remember reading this when I was about 11 or 12. can't remember much about it, but it's The cover stayed with me on the title. It is an unusual story that documents the physical and spiritual journey of a young man into the vast forests of pagan Anglo-Saxon England, the historical setting of Middle Earth. Through his experiences, the book reveals the teachings of a remarkable Western path to psychological and spiritual liberation, a way of being in the world that challenges many of our current notions of mind, body and spirit. I always wanted to reread it when I was older. If I have a chance in the next week I'll take it home and read it. But there's so much to do, so much to read. So I've taken down the title and I'll keep a memory of it. I'll come back to it sometime in the next year maybe, if not in the next week. One of the downsides to being a solo practitioner is, well, you're a solo practitioner. There's no team to work with. If you want the library to be tidy you have to tidy it yourself. If you want the shelves to be neat you have to train student librarians and then double check the work or just do it yourself. I've never had much luck with student librarians. I've got a couple now that are actually getting to the point of being good but over the years because it's a small school there are so many things for them to do. They hang around for a while, they, I hang around long enough to get a librarian badge, then I have that mark of honour, then move on to other clubs and I'm left to try and train other students. But yes, cataloguing, covering, everything a librarian does, and we do a hell of a lot. And generally only other librarians know what we do. Because to many people all they think we do is read books all day, or sit behind a desk. I do sit behind a desk a lot, mainly because I'm cataloguing books. I do most of my running around when the library's empty. So it seems like magic. One of the common things kids say to me is, Sir, the library's changed. Did you know? I said, Yes, I did it. It's all part of the fun, keeping on guessing. The truth be told, one of the things I do enjoy about being a solo practitioner is that if something goes wrong it's my fault and if something goes really right and it goes right more often than it goes wrong I know I've done a good job but I do sometimes miss a voice of reason around me because I sometimes have these ideas that I think are really brilliant it's only when a colleague comes in and says are you sure that's a good idea? I think is it a good idea? and then I take the Pennywise clown down off the door and hide it, because people are afraid of clowns. And even if it was Halloween, that wasn't one of my best ideas. But yes, that's a story for another time. Ah. It's a lovely afternoon in the library. It's warm, the sun's shining, but the light switched off and it's bright amazing bay windows, most of which don't work so there's no breeze but I'll survive. I'm going to have to stop reshelving books for a while because I've just found out that the state's team have moved two of my shelves and have to move them back. So I'm going to log off for a while and I'll come back once I put everything back the way it should be. Be right back. Well that's done the shelves back and damn they're heavy if i ever leave libraries i might start a line of fitness dvds on getting fit by moving furniture around specifically heavy bookshelves bit annoyed about that always when some thund- when there are events in the library they move things around and then they take it all down and i discover that my shelves have been moved around the wrong way and have to put them back I'll have to wait days. But hey, it's not too bad. I stay fit, get my muscles buffed up, about pushing things around, and I get it the way that I want it. I think it's almost time for a tea break. So as this is my first attempt at podcasting, I'm not gonna go on too long. So if you've lasted for the last 10 minutes, well done take a break have a cup of tea and i'll have a cup of tea too and i'll sign off and i'll try a partially scripted podcast next time thank you for listening and have a lovely afternoon this is matt in the library signing off good day